clicking on this podcast is the best decision you ever made. Damn! Hello, and welcome. I am your robot host, Megan. And I am your robot co-host, Rebecca. And... Just as a reminder, I, Megan, teach English in Japan, and my co-host here. I am a data analyst in Northern California. And together, we are the TMI, that's my interest, podcast. (laughs) Yay! Woo! (laughs) And this is the recording of our third episode, so thanks for tuning in. And now we're going to do some structured (laughs) chit-chat. It's time. It's the time you've all been waiting for. <laughs> Structured chit chat. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's actually only been like three days, so I'm sure we haven't been up to anything crazy. But it was the weekend. You have you uh have you watched anything? Listened to anything interesting since then? Since we last spoke, I was actually thinking about this before we started recording because I anticipated that you would ask. Me this <laughs> I oh I that's right I know what your I know what your answer is you told me <laughs> I told you over the weekend Are you and I'm sh- a little bit ashamed to admit it <laughs> you don't have to share I, it I'll share it okay it's fine I started re-watching the mid-2000s reality tv show the girls next door oh so intriguing what's that about for anyone who oh, doesn't know. I feel like most people listening probably won't know what The Girls Next Door is. But it was a show that began airing, I think, in like 2005 on the E! channel. And it is about the three girlfriends of Hugh Hefner and their lives at the Playboy Mansion. Does he only um, have, wait, did he only have three girlfriends? Were they just like his top girlfriends? So, well, the most he ever had at one time was seven, but he was dating all three of them like concurrently at the, at the time. Yeah. Obviously he's like infamous for that, but you know, at that time he had three, which was considered to be like fewer than, than what he usually dates. <laughs> um, but yeah and so it's basically just all about life at the playboy mansion like what it's like to date hugh hefner and obviously the show i don't think i don't know that the show would have ever seen the light of day now but it at the time when it was airing i absolutely loved the show i was in middle school remember thinking that like the women were so beautiful and their lives were so glamorous and like what I wouldn't do to to be that beautiful and like travel and all of that but now I look at it and I'm like I would never want those women's lives not no no judgment no judgment you had those thoughts in middle school when you were watching it yes oh my god what what a little an interesting child I was 
I don't know if middle schoolers need to be having that kind of influence. I don't know. No, I totally, I totally oh, agree with you. Well, so like when it was airing, I remember it's funny because it was a little bit of like a point of contention between my parents because like my mom was very open and she was like, yeah, like just let her watch it. At the time, like Playboy was experiencing a resurgence. So like it was considered to be, it was considered really cool. I feel like it's a little bit coming back now, not to the extent, but like, you know, it's cool to wear like the Playboy bunny and things like that. And so like my mom was like, just like let her go with it. But my dad was like so staunchly against it. My dad is like pretty conservative, but I was allowed to watch it. It's yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, they have to blur out like so much of it because, um, you know, they're like naked a lot, obviously. <laughs> it's really crazy. It's crazy. Even now though, watching it, like it's such brain candy to me. Like it's great, a great show to, to zone out to. That makes sense. Okay. So uh, last week, Rebecca recommended the most popular show on Netflix. And today she recommends Girls Next Door. I don't know that (laughs) I say that I recommend Girls Next Door. But if you watch it, reach out to me and we can talk (laughs) about it. (laughs) All right. It's actually funny because I'd never heard of that show before. And I was listening to a podcast uh, called That's Messed Up which is about uh, SVU mm-hmm. uh, and actually the two hosts there, they, they mentioned it, something about how they would watch it when they were uh, younger and they loved it. And I was like, what's this show? And they called it a Playboy show. I was like, is this like on the Playboy channel? Are they talking about porn? Cause they'd kind of been talking about porn right before mm-hmm. that. But I, I, and then you actually explained to me what it was and that it's a reality TV show. I honestly do think though, that the show is remarkable in that, I think most people going into a show like that would think, I think the odds of a show like that succeeding are pretty slim because I think for the most part in those types of situations that the women's personalities would be too flat to carry a show. But these women are like, they're all different. The women are all charming and very likable. Like I like all of them very much. Mm. They're, they're, they, they seem very cool. I did watch a movie, but I watched it on Friday night, which was before we talked, but I don't think I mentioned it. Mm-mm. No. Uh, well, I watched, it's an old movie, uh, 28 Weeks Later, which is the sequel to 28 Days Later. Have you seen it? Oh my god, I hate 28 Days Later, but go on. Really? I, I just, my memory of seeing that movie is bad. Okay. That might have ruined it. I had a bad viewing experience. Okay. I liked it. Anyway, I'm not going to give spoilers. Anyway, I liked it. It was fine. Second one was okay, too. I gave it like a solid 7 out of 10. There were some things that happened that I was kind of like, I feel like this is just happening to move the plot along. But other than that, it was well paced. Um, I was interested in the characters. So I guess they got to come out with a 28 months later now. Wait, no, sorry. that was Yeah. No, no, that was weeks. So 28 months later and then a 28 years later. 28 years later. And then 200 decades later. (laughs) Yeah, 280 years later, 28 (laughs) decades later. (laughs) That was just something that I watched. I like, I like zombies. See, I am the opposite in terms. I love horror movies, but in terms of the genre, like I am not, I'm not keen on, on the zombie. I also like The Walking Dead because I'm, because I'm from the South and they're set in Atlanta, which is not near where I'm from, but I just love 
I love stuff set in the South. Like, oh, another example of a zombie book that I really liked that's not super popular is called, it's got a weird name, The Reapers Are the Angels. Hmm. And it's kind of like The Road, but with zombies and more action. Hmm. I never read The Road, but a lot of reviewers say this. But what I loved about that book is it was set in the South. And it's about this, like, 15-year-old girl who's, like, super badass, but also just kind of sad. And she's, like, driving around the South, like, in this, like, zombie apocalypse that happened, like, 25 years ago. So she's always been part of this. And at one point, she's kind of being chased by this guy that's trying to kill her. And anyway, she just goes through all these places, and it's more about... I don't know, it was just really beautifully written. And at one point, she just, like, goes, like, honestly, like, an hour or two away from, like my house and i'm like oh, i know oh this place God. and so i'm just like getting like really excited of this like depressing book is like in my part of the u.s and i just loved it it was good and so i think the book maybe still holds up if you're not from the south but i really liked that book i did not like mm. the ending but i liked the rest of the book i i do like i can relate because the show and the film but particularly the tv show fargo I watched the first season of that when I was still living in Japan. And like, obviously it takes place in Minnesota. It's very Minnesotan, the show. And I'm from Minnesota originally. And so uh, watching that, I was like, I I, like loved it just because it took place in Minnesota. (laughs) Yes, I completely get that. There's something so nice. Like I literally watched the terrible, terrible teen movie on Netflix called Tall Girl exclusively because it was set in uh, New Orleans. Oh my god, yeah. They get you there. Like, certain certain TV shows and movies. The New Orleans bit wasn't even really that important. There was, like, one point when they were dancing in the street. That was it. That was the whole New Orleans bit. It was brain candy. Yes, I, I think. It was just, like, a rom-com, teenage rom-com, where this girl was really tall. Like, she was, like, six foot. And she was just really emo about it, because everybody made fun of her. And she was like, I can't date anyone shorter than me. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It um okay. I'm gonna ruin the end of this movie for everyone because no one's gonna watch it. It like almost had a good message at the end. So like, her like best friend from like elementary and junior high school was this guy who's just in love with her and is like constantly like kind of vaguely trying to ask her out and she just like shuts him down. I would argue that he should stop. It is potentially bordering on problematic, but not a hundred percent there. But anyway, the end of the movie, she realizes that actually. Oh, and also that guy is like super short. That guy's probably like five two, and she's like six. But he's very short, and she's like, "Can't date you. You're too short." And the end of the movie, she like realizes that he. Oh, because throughout the movie, what happens is some like Swedish super hot exchange student comes, and he's like real tall, and like they get interested in each other, tall girl and him. But then he ends mm-hmm. up being a jerk, like a total dirtbag. And mm. at the end of the movie, she realizes that her short best friend is actually the guy she's been in love with all all along, oh, which is cute. Gosh. And you think would send a message, but <laughs> then oh, no. Oh, no. earlier in the movie, the beginning of the movie, when she introduces the best friend that's in love with her, she's like, you know, he's a great guy. We've been good friends. But the one thing I don't understand about him is instead of using a backpack, he carries all of his books around in a milk crate. And oh, at the end of the movie... She's like, actually, it was you all along that I loved. But there's one thing I just don't understand about you that I want you to explain. And he's he's like, okay. And she's like, why do you carry this milk carton around? And then this fucker oh, no. goes, this fucker goes, because I knew that one day I would need it. And he dumps all the books out. 
and he t- he puts the milk carton on the down on the ground and then uses it as a step ladder <laughs> to step up. <laughs> no, no, are you serious? So, so that he could be like the same height as her to kiss oh, her. Hell. Oh hell! Oh Are you kidding me? Oh, oh my, my god! god. I hate that. Oh my god! It was. I was like, as it was happening, I was like, no, no, but I was 50% like, this totally ruins the message that a short guy can, like, be with a tall woman, but also a 50% of me was like, this is fucking adorable. It's not cute! I don't want it to be cute, but I'm into it, but I'm also not. It was a very confusing moment for me. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I can't. I haven't gotten over it yet. <laughs> It's like passing through me. This is horrifying. It's so ridiculous. And this is why I watch shitty uh, teen movies on Netflix. So you don't have to. All right. So we're going to get into today's topic, which Rebecca doesn't know anything about. I know nothing. I don't think you'll have a super intense reaction. But I think when I tell you the topic, you're going to be like, what the fuck? That's not interesting. But it, it is. Actually, I told my mom this topic and she was like, oh, that is interesting. My okay. mom makes me tell her the topics. Of approval. She gave birth to me, so I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, today's topic is old people. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Old people. Let me continue. Oh! What's, what's the? I just literally like I just literally blew people's eardrums. <laughs> anyway, it's not about just old people. It is about the oldest people oh okay <laughs> i was like what? it is about nice. the oldest people who have ever lived and how old okay. they are um mm. also the oldest people currently living and i'm also going to mm. talk about their lives a little bit just because it's kind of it's kind of fun today's more of i mean i guess there are some dead people we're talking about some people that might die soon but i would say overall a nice episode it's like death adjacent but nice <laughs> death adjacent. <laughs> we're all death adjacent though and i'm also going to talk a little bit about life expectancy in the world and a couple of countries mm. but mostly just focusing on the old people I'll explain to you where I got the topic idea in a little bit after my intro. Uh, So we're going to talk about centenarians, centenarians, which are people who are 100 years or older and Mm. super centenarians who are 110 years or older. So that gives you a hint, perhaps, to one of the questions I'm going to ask you. So it's question time. Yay. I love being asked questions. What? do you think is the record for the oldest living person? How old do you think that person lived? I'm going to guess. I don't. So I think that that person was, was somewhere between 115 and 120. That was, this is a complete shot in the dark. Rebecca's complete shot in the dark contains five years. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's okay. not fair. Do you want me to say one year? Yes. Pick oh, one of okay. those years. All right. 118. Okay. Rebecca says 118. All right. Um, where do you think that person was from? Shimane. I, like what country do you think they were from? 
Um, I think that, I mean, I, I think Japan is a pretty good guess. I totally assumed you were going to say Japan because it is a pretty good guess because um, there are a lot of old people in Japan. Final question. What do you think the gender of that person is? A lady. Because okay. on average, women live longer than men. Yeah. Uh, okay, I will reveal the answers just, like, to tell you, and oh then I'll God. go into more detail later. So, so the record for the oldest living person is 122 years. 122? That's so funny because I was going to guess 120 to 125, but then I thought, no way. No one's ever lived above 120. So 122. The oldest okay. confirmed person lived to be 122, and she was a lady, but she was from France. I've heard of this woman. You might have, I've yeah. I've heard of this woman. Okay. She's super, okay. she's pretty famous. My other fun question is, what country do you think has the highest life expectancy? I mean, I want to guess Japan again, but I don't think that that's true because of the, so I think there are certain lifestyle factors in Japan that would like contribute to a person living longer, but I think there are other ones that would counteract that, um, such as like the high degree of stress that people are put under in the workplace. So then, then my guess would be a Nordic country. So like either, I don't know if you want me to name one, like specifically one. my thoughts are like Norway, Sweden, Switzerland. Okay. So I guess you if can... I have to name one, then I will say, I'll say Switzerland. Switzerland. Okay. It is not Switzerland. However, I was actually curious. I wanted to see what you guessed where it was on the uh, scale. And Switzerland is number four. Actually, that was a very good guess. Well, what? Yeah, that was a pretty good guess. I didn't actually know that, and I did the research of this. So, Japan is actually the second. So, Japan used to have mm. the highest uh, life expectancy, but right now it's actually Hong Kong. What? Yeah, I'll explain a little bit I more about that. I never would have thought Hong Kong. I know, right? It's I super strange. I feel like the people there are under like a great degree of stress. <laughs> Yeah, and it's still holding up, even with all the drama they have going on. That's yeah, drama. even with the. I fact mean, not that- like, you know, not like I'm not even referring to the political climate. Although obviously that's maybe like a contributing factor, but like I, I was thinking just like work life balance, pressure on students to achieve high grades, things like that. Perhaps I also thought it was strange because I've been to Hong Kong, and um, when I was there, I learned about there's like a crazy ass housing problem. Because Hong Kong is like a city, you know, and they have so many people in it that like people just like live and keep living in these smaller and smaller and smaller apartments. And it's gotten to the point where some people live in they're called like coffin apartments where it's just like a bed. That's like pretty much the whole apartment. And they're not nice. They're really like cheaply made. And they pay like $400 a month for that. And then the, the, the like poorest of people basically live in these like cage homes where they're just like there's like 10 of them in a room and the reason they have cages where they have their bed is so when they leave people don't steal their stuff and those like those cost like 20 dollars a month or something but it's just like it's it's shameful that is Um, horrifying yeah reminds me of capsule hotels (laughs) but you live there all right let's talk about um life expectancy so Mm. i didn't do this by gender i just did the world i just did both Mm. genders together but on average women do live longer and um women for the oldest people who have lived women have lived honestly about four or five years longer than the men so we got something going for us because we're better just kidding this is a men's (laughs) rights podcast as we mentioned before (laughs) we just gotta kill women we just (laughs) never mind if we kill enough women oh god then the life expectancy will go down okay 
that was inappropriate That's part of our podcast message oh god okay uh we don't want to kill anyone just for the record i do rebecca's getting get us arrested World life expectancy in 2020 was uh, 72.63 years, which was, like, actually up, I think it was 0.24 years, um, which I thought was surprising. I thought that coronavirus would have taken the whole world down a notch, but it did it. Um, Hong Kong has the highest. So this is for 2020, I believe. I got most of these from World, um, world, world, world o meters. I don't know. world o meters. Worldometer. Worldometer. Oh my god, I'm, just, <laughs> I don't I'm ashamed. Know. Oh my god, I'm ashamed. What no, that's not. No, it's not. It's, it's like the website chronometer. People are like, is it chronometer or chronometer? I say chronometer, but you could probably say chronometer. I think worldometer is much better. Sounds better. Um, and also macro trends for the world life expectancy. So Hong Kong has the highest at eighty-five point two nine, and Japan has the second highest at eighty-five point zero three. Zero, and, and you're saying th- the world average is around 72 yeah so it's like 13 years higher than the world average and the third is actually uh Maca- macau 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 do you know where macau is Mm-mm. it's right next to hong kong it's like it's like oh. vaguely the same as hong kong it's i don't remember the pol- politics i think china also owns it but Ma- macau i can't remember how to pronounce <clears> it um it's like kind of across the bay from Hong Kong and it's really popular because it's kind of just like a casino town. It's like Las Vegas. Oh, fun. Um it was I mean, uh, I'm not big on casinos, but go on. Me either. But it was um I think originally settled by the Portuguese. Kind of how so the same way that Br- the UK kind of settled Hong Kong, I think Macau was like this with Portuguese, I think. Anyway, so You've and then never fourth been is to Hong Kong, right? I have been to Hong Kong, yeah. So you have been to Hong Kong. Dang, I'm so envious. I want to go to Hong Kong. Yeah, I'm really happy that I went before all this shit went down. So anyway, Japan, second highest. um, And from 1985 to 2010, it was the top spot. So really? Do you know what might have contributed to why Japan was no longer the top world life expectancy? What do you know anything significant that happened in Japan in 2011? Oh my god, the earthquake? Yes, the earthquake. Um, I, wow. I pulled some info from a Guardian article, and I'll read you a little bit from it. This is from 2011. Japanese women recently relinquished their place at the top of the global longevity table to their counterparts from Hong Kong, partly due to the large number of elderly people who died due to the tsunami of March 2011. Mm-hmm. The average lifespan of Japanese women fell by 0.4 years to 85.9 in 2011, lagging behind that for women in Hong Kong, who averaged 86.7 years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that? That's really sad. I also, in the same really sad vein, I wanted to talk about the U.S., since we're both from the U.S. So the U.S. life expectancy for 2019 was 78.8, but then in 2020, it plunged by a full year into 77.8 due to the coronavirus oh my god and um of course when you break this down by race it gets even more bleak because first of all 78.8 is the overall was the overall life expectancy um i did not get the 2009 expectancy by race but it's going to be different with all pretty much all groups of people of color having a lower life expectancy but for um how much it fell from 2019 to 2020 it's from a news article Life expectancy for black people fell by 2.7 years, from 74.7 in 2019 to 72 in 2020. So it fell. Oh my god! So it fell a year for all races, 
2.7 years for black people. For Hispanic people, the drop was 1.9 years, from 81.8 to 79.9. Oh, actually, they have a higher um, life. Hispanic people have a higher life expectancy than the general population. White people experienced the smallest decline from 78.8 to 78. As a result, the gap in life expectancy between black and white populations in the United States grew to six years. So the difference between the life expectancy of black and white people is six years. Enough to interrupt, but you have to think that maybe if this is just the difference between 2019 and 2020, I wonder if it has to do with like the Black Lives Matter movement and things like that too, because I know obviously like a lot of, there's a lot of participation from the black community, whereas, you know, from the white community. Oh, you mean like black people dying from protests? that and then also think about like if if statistically more black people are participating in protests they're subjecting themselves to potential mm. like coronavirus exposure that's a good point. That's at true. higher rates i don't know that's just my thought process that's a good point well when you first said black lives matter the first thing i thought about was um how i'm sure that part of the reason that this gap exists is because black people are killed more by police and that that has been happening more and more because the end of this quote here says that uh the difference between black and white populations in the United States grew to six years, a 46% increase from 2019 and the largest gap since 1998. So I guess 1998 had a big gap and maybe it closed a little bit and then opened back Mm -hmm. up. There are all kinds of reasons that black people are more subject to dying from coronavirus and other things like police and also um, diseases because they can't always get affordable or adequate health care. Anyway, this that's a whole podcast itself. There's a billion different reasons and it's really shitty. Well, to me, the idea that for Black people living in America, their average life expectancy is the same as the world average is appalling because America is a first world country and that average is taken across countries where, you know, people don't necessarily have running water or like access to the same you know resources that you're supposedly supposed to have access to in the united states so that's really depressing that is a good point i didn't even notice that it was basically the same as the world life expectancy i also Mm -hmm. want to do another tmi side note there i'm not shaming you for something that you said but i do want i learned a new Sorry, you look like, you look scared. I'm sorry. I learned a new terminology (laughs) that I think is useful because you said the word first world country. And I read this really- Is that offensive? It's not offensive. It's it's not offensive. (laughs) It's just that I read this really cool book that I recommend called Factfulness by the Swedish guy who was a doctor. And then he did like stats for like diseases and Mm. stuff. Like he did a lot of work in Africa and he worked with the Ebola virus. Mm. Um, Anyway, and he pointed out that the like developed and like, sorry, not developed, first world, like third world country stuff is, um, it doesn't paint a really good picture because actually there's not like one or two or three groups. There's honestly like four groups. They call Mm. it level one, level two, level three, level four. And Mm. we're level one, you and I, like probably pretty much anybody listening to this podcast is probably level one. Um, Mm. I think, wait, or is it level four? Crap, I forgot which one's the good one, but the top one. Like, the top is it, like, you have more income, not that you're better than anyone else. Anyway, and I recommend that book. It was really fascinating. And what he points out is that, like, actually, we should focus on, like, for example, if you, like, in China, there are people that are on level one, level two, level three, and level three, and maybe level four. And people on those levels have more in common with them, with each other, than, like, 
like someone on level one in China and level one in the US have more in common with each other than maybe someone on level one in China and level three in China. Mm. And um, I highly recommend this website called Dollar Street. Interesting. Yes, Dollar, Dollar Street. Photos to kill country stereotypes. And what it does here is it uses those four groups and it shows you different families by income. It's really interesting. And so this was also a good educational tool. It was recommended for teachers. Yeah, so anyway, we had that sad story about um, the U.S. life expectancy declining because of COVID-19 and uh, especially hitting people of color because people of color have a very difficult time in the U.S. Inequal access to resources. Yes. I also, I don't know, I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I also did like a small dive into, so, you know, Japan is known for having a lot people living a long time and like everybody has like a theory about why it is. And like some of them, I feel like hold more weight than others. So I read this article, which was just like a blog post, like it was kind of a blog post, but it was research. They had like some um, resources and they were like, why do Japanese people live so long? And they had like six reasons. They're like genetics. There's actually... Some studies that have shown that, that people who, like, live longer do have a certain gene that helps them. So it's probably, it's honestly probably genetic. So I fully, not to interrupt you, but I fully believe that there is a genetic component. Because living in Japan, this is just an anecdote, but, like, I, I constantly heard about, you know, how, you know, people in Japan are so healthy and they live so long because of the diet. You're about and to yell at me it is on this list and we can examine it i'm Um, telling you i'm not trying to say that a japanese diet is unhealthy but there's plenty of unhealthy food in japan there's there's definitely there's got to be a genetic component but go on i think it's probably a genetic component maybe they got some lucky genes passed on one thing that i could agree with is japan does have good health care and it is affordable it is japan japanese health care is so affordable in my opinion I also come from the U.S., so my standards are low. But, mm-hmm. like, you only have to pay 30%. They have national health insurance. You only have to pay 30% of the cost. And it's, it's I've never, I've never felt like I couldn't afford something. I mean, if you do get a big surgery, you might have to pay 1000 or $2,000. But they don't make you pay up. I think they'll work with you and give you, like, a payment plan. And if you really can't afford it, I think they'll find a way to help you pay for it. So Japan's healthcare is good in that sense. Um, it's ranked fourth in the world in 2019 by Bloomberg. Also, USA Who's number was, one. I don't know. I didn't look that up. But USA was 35th. <laughs> <laughs> there are some complaints I have about Japanese healthcare in that, like, Japan is super anti. I don't actually. I don't. This could just be that America is really into pain meds, but I feel like Japan is like super anti pain meds, and they will they they'll put they will not put you to sleep for a lot of things that they will put you to sleep for in the U.S. So, for example, I had a colonoscopy and an endoscopy, and you can get those done without any like anesthetic if you want. You could just like pop in, they stick a tube up your butt, good to go. Like my friend, oh, you're did it. awake. Yes, you can do it. and. I was vaguely awake. So I, the first time I had an endoscopy, which is, sorry, that's when you get a tube in your throat for anyone listening who doesn't know that fancy word. They, like, I didn't have to get an anesthetic. And one of my coworkers was like, oh yeah, I got that done. I didn't have an anesthetic. And I was like, what? But I like was freaking out. And I was like, give me a fucking anesthetic. And they did. They gave me um, a sedative. And I just, there's like five minutes where I just like, because the whole exam's like five, 10 minutes. I just don't remember. I just don't remember the exam. 
great. And for the colonoscopy, when I did it, they did the same thing. I like have a vague memory of the colonoscopy. I like came to in the middle and the doctor's like, there's still a lot of poop in here, but I think you're good. (laughs) I have had two endoscopies and all I can remember is like the very last moments where they pull the camera out. Yes, I remember that um, when when I got the endoscopy. That's what I remember too. Because well, the first time I had it, I was like, I remember it going in, and I was like, oh. And then all of a sudden, I felt this like terrible like pain in my throat, and I was like, oh my god, the thing just started. I'm gonna have to deal with this for five minutes, and then it comes out, and they're just like, we're finished. And I was like, what? Does feel like you're gagging. They will give you the sedative if you ask for it, but it's not the same because in the U.S., when you get a colonoscopy, they fucking knock you out. That's my preferred experience to to be KO. The one thing I will say for the sedative is that I could do more stuff during the day. Because if you get knocked out, you're like really kind of fucked up for the rest of the day. Maybe. I don't have I'll take the day off. (laughs) I did take the day off. Anyway, so they also made a point that there's a lot of movement, movement in Japan. Like students walk to school or they cycle. There are more people who take trains. Also fucking old people. Old people just go for walks. I like when I lived on top of a mountain in the morning, I would be walking down this mountain that I refused to walk up because it was too high. And there's just an old lady going up the mountain. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ma'am, good for you. Yeah, that's true. Number four, they said diet. We know how Rebecca feels about that. And also I kind of I'm feel not the same. trying to say that Japanese diets are unhealthy because like obviously if you're just eating like steamed rice, fish, vegetables, like obviously that's super healthy for you. But like to to say that like the average Japanese person eats that every day is inaccurate. That is true. I, most working people I feel like rely so heavily on modern conveniences to feed yeah. themselves. Like yeah salary men yeah uh, they by and large i do not feel uh, my my i mean my limited you know knowledge of that is that they they are not preparing their own meals yeah yeah no i think you're right the u.s had not the u.s uh japan does have a lower obesity rate a crazy lower obesity rate than like the u.s and the uk actually the obesity rate in in, um, japan is 4.3 percent and in the uk it's 27 percent and in the u.s it's 36 percent of course that is not a complete picture. I, I, I would have to do a deep dive into how much obesity affects your um, health because I think that in the public image, um, how much obesity affects your health is kind of overblown. And it does it does affect your health, but I listened to a statistic that I can't remember 100%, so I'm going to misrepresent it probably. But the thing is, if you are overweight, that only accounts for like 30% of your health or something. So like, yes, being overweight can give you health problems. That is true. But also, you can be skinny and have health problems. So I don't know how much weight to put on that. <laughs> That's a pun. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing I wanted to say really quickly is that I, one thing I will say, and I don't know if you're about to cover this, so I'm sorry if you are, but like another thing I would say that probably contributes to Japanese health or whatever has to do with portion sizes. Because if you go to restaurants, they, they definitely serve you smaller, smaller portions. I was not going to cover that, but that was covered in the article that the servings are smaller. And also, you know, a traditional, if you are eating like traditional Japanese food, um, it is like small dishes. And a lot of them are vegetables and stuff. And you do like chew a lot and get varied food. And I think it can make you feel faster um, sooner. And also the school lunches here in Japan are healthier than back in the U.S. But sometimes those fucking school lunches can have quite the calorie punch with the rice. But 
at the school that I teach that does school lunch, it's quite healthy. Um, it's always like veggies and meat and like a little soup and rice and a thing of milk. I would never deny that like if you're eating steamed rice, you know, and veggies that you're unhealthy. It's just that like, you know, having lived in Tokyo, which is the by far most highly populated city in the United or in, (laughs) in Japan, people's lifestyles revolved around fast food restaurants and cup noodles and things like that, which are obviously not healthy for you. And I'm not trying to say, I would never advocate for a diet that didn't include those things. Like I think everything in moderation, but I just definitely think there's, there's a lot that goes into why Japanese people have the life expectancy that they do. I think lifestyle factors play like a huge, a huge role. The fact that people do naturally movement, they, as you said, they are, there's a lot more like walking and you know, that, that type of thing involved in day-to-day Japanese life that I think definitely contributes. Yeah, that makes sense. And the final reason that Japanese people might live long is green tea. I don't know what the scientific evidence of that is, but they do drink a fuck ton of green tea. And if that shit does have health benefits, it could be it. Now I said all those things and all those, you know, everyone has ideas about why people live long. We don't really know. Uh, some of that stuff kind of just gets turned on its head when we go to Hong Kong, which is currently winning as the world's top winning. contender for living the most. So first of all, Hong Kong eats the highest amount of meat per capita. And their healthcare system is um, 70% <coughs> privatized, meaning that it's really expensive and inaccessible to poorer citizens. So I like looked into it and no one really had a good idea. They were like, maybe they had, they had a bunch of random theories. I could not, they all were out there. I I couldn't really pinpoint anything. So I don't a hundred percent know why um, Hong Kong is the winner. So maybe it is just genetics. I guess they probably walk a lot in Hong Kong. It's also a pretty green city. Um, It's pretty easy to get out and hike and stuff. Hmm. Interesting. I, my knowledge of Hong Kong is very limited. Anyway, that was, I spent way more time on Japan because, A, I feel like a lot of people know Japan as having people who live a long time, and B, you and I have an intimate relationship with Japan, so we're going to talk about Japan mm. way too much on this podcast. So if you don't, if you are not interested in Japan, you should still listen. Just bear with us. All righty. We're going to finally talk about people, the real thing that this podcast episode is supposed to be about. But actually, this probably won't take that long. First of all, let me explain why I got interested in this topic. So I was reading BBC and I read an article that currently world's current second oldest living person just survived COVID-19. As of yes, as of I guess today, 222. Um, she is 117 years old and 10 days. Her birthday was February 11th and uh, she had COVID-19 I think the beginning of this year in January uh, as did of uh, some other people in the nursing home I don't know probably some other people perished but she made it she did not have a lot of bad symptoms nice. she was just kind of tired survivor yep so she is 117 she is a French uh, nun her name she was born with was Lucille Randon I don't speak French and uh, she became Sister Andre when she became a nun. Just some fun tidbits about her life. So she was born 1904. Some sad tidbits. When she was 18 months old, she had a twin sister who died. I don't know. I just need to bring it down. 
She was raised Protestant, but converted to Catholicism at 27 and became a nun at 40. Um, she is currently blind, half deaf, and using a wheelchair. Lives in a nursing home. One thing I will say oh. is that with these people who are very old, they are they do have some problems like that. So kind of questions if you want to live that long or not. One thing I will say oh. um, yeah. is I did see... So I, I know what you're talking about now because I saw like a, t- a tweet about it that was like the the joke of the tweet and maybe you want to edit this out, but like the joke of the tweet was that look how long you can live and how strong you'll be without dick. Oh, because she's a nun. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yes. You know, my grandmother made a similar joke when I was younger that I did not appreciate until now. This is my grandma, my mom's mom, who is no longer with us. She passed away like 13 years ago, 12 years ago. There was some book that was in our house about these like two sisters or twins or whatever that lived like to be really old, uh, maybe in their 90s, and they were never married. And she was like, you know why they live so old? Didn't have any husbands. Yeah. Word. Looking at pictures of really old people, it's about, for me, 50% kind of disturbing and 50% like adorable. There's something about them when they get this old, you're kind of, it kind of like freaks me out because I can tell that they're not in the best condition, but also they're like kind of cute. Oh, you're so right. She's blind. Yeah, she's blind. You can see, you can tell she's blind. Her eyes are very, her um, eyes, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, she's just an old lady. Just yeah, picture here. She's sitting in a wheelchair. Um, This was, I think, after she survived COVID 19. And then I also added a picture, a picture of her when she was really little oh that's a cute picture that's cute uh let's go on to the next person on me list me list oh my gosh a japanese person <laughs> yes so i do speak japanese so i can actually pronounce these people's names so wait let me pull up what you're looking at yes so this next lady is called kane tanaka and tanaka is like the japanese version of smith very common last she name. is the world's currently the world's oldest living person as of wrote these notes on the 10th of february yeah unless she died (laughs) (laughs) no she didn't but you gotta be careful right on the 16th of february she was 118 and 45 days old Um, oh my god third oldest person to have ever lived and the oldest japanese person to have ever lived wow yeah it's also kind of funny like you could really just you could just really get into these statistics forever. It's like, this is the second oldest person in Japan. This is like the the, the second oldest woman with blue eyes to, I don't know. Like they really, I feel Trust. like they really just. Trust. Trust and believe as a data analyst. This is what I do all day. <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> like, what does it mean? <laughs> the, more, the more words you add onto it, the less it means. Um, so she's currently oldest person in the world. A little info on her life. She was. Born in 1903, 2nd of January. She was born premature, one of eight or nine siblings, depends on the source. She was married in 1922 to her cousin, which sent me on a TMI spiral of, it's actually not that dangerous to marry your cousin. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. I know that, like, I'm from Louisiana and people are going to be like, oh, they're just from Louisiana. They fucking marry cousins <laughs> down there. Whatever. We don't. I have literally no desire to have any sort of relationship with any of my cousins ew but that's just because i know them <laughs> just insulted my entire family it's okay i only have one male cousin you. first cousin and he is married to my best friend from high school but anyway that's sweet i don't have any cousins that are even remotely close to me in age so 
marrying your first cousin and having a kid with them, um, it does increase your chances of a birth defect, but honestly, not that much. It does quote unquote double it, but I looked at an example. This example is from Pakistan or at least the Pakistani population in um, the UK, because there's an article about it, because apparently that's a cultural thing. It's you're to marry within the family, I think, just like to keep things close. You know, you marry someone within your same culture. Anyway, so within the general population, no, this might just be in Pakistan. This isn't in the UK. It's just in Pakistan. In the general population, birth defects are 3%, and it's six 3% chance. And it's a 6% chance if you have a kid with your cousin, which is still like an increase. But if that's that's what you got around you i don't know i don't think it's that big a deal i think people get really freaked out by it and i'm not like saying you should marry your cousin but like i don't know if the situation calls for it it's not the worst thing in the world i do not have a lot of judgment for people who marry their cousins i don't know i feel like there's a lot of certain like lifestyle choices that people make that really impact next to no one that people get so like judgmental about that's true that's true. You know. If you marry your cousin and have a kid, it really doesn't affect anyone except you and maybe your kids. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I would venture to say, I'm sure if you looked it up statistically, granted, I may be wrong, but like if you looked up, you know, statistically, what are the uh, um, odds that your child would have a birth defect if you have a child in your 40s? Should you yes. tell people in their 40s they shouldn't have kids? Exactly. Know? Exactly. And also the thing with a lot of these birth defects is a lot of them are just, I mean, not that this is, this is obviously tragic, but like they can lead to miscarriages. So you really, Mm. the only person who's really being affected is you and your family. Um, So Mm. if people want to make that decision for themselves, uh, I don't see what the problem is. Cause also, yeah, in Japan, like here, it's, 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 at least in the past was very normal to just marry your cousin. Mm. These are, when I say cousin, I mean, first cousin, Uh, once you get to like second, third cousin, it's, it gets even like less. And honestly, even are those people? Okay, so your second cousin, I'm pretty sure. So first cousin is your your parents' sibling, mm-hmm. your in- kid. Second cousin mm-hmm. is your grandparents' sibling kid. Okay, not I'm not even in touch with half these people. So whatever. <laughs> okay, anyway, that was my my TMI side note about fucking your cousins. Um, <laughs> Keep okay. it in the family. <laughs> okay, Kane Tanaka, oldest lady, oldest person in the world, married her cousin. She spent her life working in the family store, selling mochi and noodles. In 1972, yeah. she made a trip to the USA with her husband. They went to Disneyland, yeah. visited some some fam of hers. Pretty cute. Um, uh, in uh, 1993, her husband died. That was the year I was R. born. R. So, therefore, I think that I am this lady's husband reincarnated. <laughs> 1993 is the greatest year of all time. Because you were also born. Two legends born that year. <laughs> And she survived colon cancer at 103. What a badass. One of my favorite things is with all these old people, journalists always ask them, they're like, what's your secret? Why do you live so old? And everybody has a little tidbit. Hers is she attributes to her longevity, to her faith in God, because she converted to Christianity after World War II when USA was Mm. occupying Japan and she was exposed to Christianity from, I guess, Mm. someone in the troops. Um, She currently lives in a nursing home in Fukuoka Prefecture. Oh my God, I love Fukuoka. Shouts out. So yeah, it's cool. And let's take a gander at those photos real quick. Um, I love the photos of these Japanese old people. They are just so like, I don't know, like pretty vibrant. And like Japanese Mm -hmm. old people are kind of like the best and the worst sometimes. Like they're super like sassy, I feel like. And they just don't give a fuck. Japanese people, 
spend like their years from like birth until like 65 when they can retire i guess maybe the older you get the le- like the less you have to put up with people's shit but just like putting up with people's shit like you gotta like follow the social order you gotta listen to your higher-ups and then you hit old age and you're like wait i'm in control now and then they just seem to like give zero fucks at least that's my experience these <laughs> pictures are really cute she loves they- yeah yeah oh, i did the coke one yeah i like the one when she's 103 she's doing a little peace sign she's in front of that mic yes she loves coca-cola she drinks it like every day anyways this is what i am talking about <laughs> yes genetics yes anyway i haven't had a real soda in years like i mean i drink i drink like diet soda but i'm saying like a full sugar regular yeah. coca-cola i don't even remember rebecca drinks um she drinks like mom drinks. Yep. Diet diet Pepsi and a vodka. Yep. Like a weird weirdo. <laughs> You're not a weirdo. I'm just making fun of you. Um, but yeah, I thought the photos are really cute. Yeah, so they sent her. I guess I didn't find there was no caption with the Coke photo, but I read somewhere else that she drinks a lot of Coke and she's holding That's that sign. Cute. So I feel like maybe they just gave her a lot of Coca-Cola. They're like, drink up, ma'am. Drink up, lady. Enjoy these yeah. years. And that uh, looks like the Walmart logo on her little plaque. It does look like the Walmart. Walmart. But maybe it's it like is. the Walmart Spark. I'm like, did Walmart give her Coca Cola? <laughs> maybe they did. All right. If you go to the next page, you will see a picture of a very old lady. I is this the oldest lady? Yes. We have now moved into dead people. So this is the oldest woman documented to have ever lived. Also a point to say there could very well be other people. I mean, it's possible that there are other people who weren't documented that have lived longer. Um, you need to document these. And if they were in a country that, um, you know, 120 years ago didn't have good documentation of birth, they could potentially still be living. Um, but also the reason these people do keep leaving is because of um, health care. And in countries where, you know, you have documentation, like, 100 years ago, you might also be more likely to have better health care now. But also maybe not. I don't know. But anyway, just to note, this is documented, and it is entirely possible that there are other places where other people who weren't documented that could be on these lists of oldest people. So this is uh, Jean Calment. I don't know. I'm not French. Anyway, good old Jean. Uh, She was born 1875 and died in 1997 at 122 years and 164 days. Wow. Yeah, this woman's really famous. There's been like a documentary on her. Um, Some aspects of her life are a little interesting. Hmm. She married her double second cousin. I don't know why that was on the Wikipedia page and I wrote it here. But this is all about cousin fucking. This podcast supports incest. Double second cousin, I wrote what that means. It means that her paternal grandfathers were brothers and her paternal grandmothers were sisters. And they just like. Oh, wow. Yeah, is that kind of of a weird, like, little coincidence? It's kind of cool. They like, it's it's just a, a pair of brothers married a pair of sisters. Yeah. That's what that means. Anyway, this lady was pretty rich. She never worked. She always had servants. Could have also contributed to why she lived so long. I did write this, like, because also when I started reading this, I was like, this old white lady, and I was already judging her. And then on the Wikipedia page, they said she lived through World War II, and her thoughts about the German soldiers were that they, like, slept in her house. Like, I guess because they were German soldiers, and they were soldiers, and they were like, we're going to sleep forever. And she was like, but they didn't really bother me, so I don't have an issue with them. Oh, my God. Yeah. But also, this was just a Wikipedia quote. I don't know. if After that, she could have been like, except for the fact that they killed all yeah. those Jews. But also, she might have. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just I'm just hating on this dead lady. Probably shouldn't do that. Bit 
Um, I would say sorry to her family, but I'm about to uh, tell you some sad news. Everybody around this lady died. She had she only had one daughter. Her daughter died in 1934 when her daughter was 36. Oh no! Um, her husband died in 1942 at age 73 of apparently cherry poisoning. I don't I don't know why. Her brother died in 1962 at age 97, and then in 1963, her son-in-law, who had been married to her daughter, uh, and who she'd been living either with or near, died, and. In that same year, 1963, her grandson, the only son of her daughter, also died of a car crash. Holy shit. So all of her, just her entire family, just gone. Like, she had no heir. She didn't even have any nieces or nephews, Aww. I think. So at eight, in 1965, age 90, she had no heirs. Kind of sad. That is sad. Well, it's very sad that her daughter died so young. Yes. And then her, gran- and then her grandson died. Hmm. That's sad. Anyway... A little, That's the curse of like a long life, isn't it? Right. So a little, a little tidbit on that. Pep this up a little bit. Um. So when she was ninety, she had no heirs. She was like, "Well, I can't pass my apartment along to anyone." So she sold it to a company in exchange for the right of occupancy and a three hundred and eighty euro monthly revenue until her hmm. death. Now, ha! <laughs> <laughs> this company, what do they know? This company was like, "Ladies, ninety. This is a fucking great deal." Yeah. Um, but she lived 32 more years. And even when she wasn't living in the apartment, they had to fucking pay her. And so she ended up making twice what the apartment was worth. That's amazing. <laughs> she really showed them. I love that. I love um, that. Okay, talking about her health. Honestly, she was just healthy. She was like, I never really got sick. Okay, okay, lady. Um, you know, right. She didn't have Humble to work. Brag. She didn't have to work. She relaxed a lot. She could cycle up until her 100th birthday. Like, wow, she was just, like, out there. badass. That's a badass. She kept her routine, wasn't super special. She ate some healthy foods, but she also loved chocolate and drank a small amount of wine every day and smoked one to two cigarettes daily. Yeah. Same now, except for the cigarettes. Now, we are... I got another little fun tidbit. Uh, there's been some media about her. One was a documentary, which I did not watch. This other thing oh. was, like, I, she made a CD the <laughs> year before she died called time's mistress in 1996 where she spoke about her life on top of music such as rap techno and other music no and rebecca no we're gonna listen we gonna listen oh god i'm not gonna like this okay gonna be fun let's do it okay oh this is i'm excited okay i'm (laughs) really excited Alright, can you hear this? I can. It is being recorded on the thing. So this says, at age 20 years of age, she made a CD entitled Time's Mistress. This is La Farando. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we don't have to watch the whole video, but a little bit more. Oh, I'm dead. 
Oh, what would possess her to do something like this? <laughs> Let's take a look here. Wait, what's the middle of it? Like? Must it's gotta be yeah, the age. Um, and there's one more. This is called uh, History Calamin. Oh my god, is that a picture of her? I think when she was younger, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, she comes from the 19th century. I'm gonna throw up. I'm <laughs> gonna throw up. <laughs> I can't. My name is Jean Calmont. Oh, okay. I can't. I so hate this. I was born in Arles on February. 21st in I hate the voice. I hate the dub. Oh my god. And I hate her voice. Doesn't no she? I just am gonna say this. Doesn't she sound fucking old? She sounds miserable. Honestly, yeah. Well, this is like really like it a sounds year like less talking is painful. Yeah. Anyway, I really liked uh, when it was like in the first one. It was like the Doll, and then it went techno. I yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> Oh I was god. like, oh my god. When I read that Wikipedia uh, sentence, and it was like, and she made it a CD, and I was like, well, I have to find that. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that's everything about Jean Calment. Calme. I don't know. They said her name in that thing, but I forgot. I don't know. I took French in high school, and I couldn't tell you. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so interesting uh, lady died 122 years old. All right, now we're going to get to my favorite guy. I left him for last. This is another Japanese guy. All right, let's yeah. go to the photo. Oh, He's so my cute. God. Genki. Genki song. Isn't he just adorable? <laughs> oh, my God. That top one is his Wikipedia photo, and it just melted my heart after hearing about this sad French lady. I was like, oh, this guy you is the... Him, like, kneeling? He's like... Yes! He's so cute! He uh, is the oldest man to have ever lived. Uh, mm. He was born in uh, 1897 and died in June of 2013. Mm. That was right before we studied abroad. Oh my god. He was 116 years old in 54 days. His name was Jiro Emon Kimura. That's like a really old-timey name. So I, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I looked him up on wikipedia and his kanji for his first name uh the chinese characters for his first name he has five he has one for every sound and i was like that's weird so i asked a co-worker and i was like is this a normal thing for old names she's like yeah 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 it's normal for old names and she's like i didn't tell her his name but she was like does it end in like Amon? and i was like yes <laughs> so <laughs> i think it's just a it's like a typical um name for japanese people perhaps in like mm. the 1890s like Doraemon. Like... It is like Doraemon! Oh my god! Oh my god! I didn't even think about that! That's where that shit's from! Doraemon! Yeah, okay. yeah. What? Okay. My first thought, Doraemon. Oh my god! He's <laughs> got a time machine. I've literally never watched Doraemon. I think he's cute. I kind of, I'm just kind of annoyed at how popular Doraemon is, and I'm kind of 
because also everyone in Japan's like, did you know Doraemon before you came to Japan? I was like, literally never heard of that blue motherfucker. But that's why now that I'm in America, I'm more keen on Doraemon mm. because that shows who the real ones are. That makes sense. So for anyone who doesn't know, Doraemon is a uh, Japanese cartoon t- kid show, TV show mm-hmm. about, mm-hmm. what is he, a robotic cat? Yeah, he's a robo cat. And from he's the got future. A- Oh, he's from the future. And he's got a lot of different tools that he pulls out of his, like, pouch. I don't know the specifics. He's blue. You look him up. You tell us if you think (laughs) that he is cute. I think he's a particular taste. He grew on me. I do not think he's cute. But he's super popular in Japan. Everybody in Japan knows him. Very popular. He's like like not knowing... What were you going to say? Oh, he's, like, as popular as Pikachu. Yeah, I would say so. Maybe more. That and and Anpanman is another okay. character that like nobody in America knows Anpanman. I do not get Anpanman. I don't I don't like Anpanman. Doesn't he like take off his head and feed it to people? I I mean I like Anpan. <laughs> okay. Anyway, Jido Emon. I like Jido san. Just giving him a little nickname. Anyway. You're um... not gonna call him Kimura san, because that's 50 million people. That is like, if if uh, Tanaka is the Smith, Kimura is like the Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Were you going to say Johnson? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Accurate. Definitely <laughs> like that. Oh my God. He was born 1897. Um, oldest man to have ever lived. And for six months from December, 2012 till his death in June, 2013, he was the oldest living person. He was born with a different name. His name was Kinjiro, also Zujiro, uh, Miyake, in Kami. I speak Japanese. Megan, you can say his fucking words. Kamikukawa in Kyoto. So he was from Kyoto. Um, <sighs> I'll explain why his name changed. It's actually not that fascinating or anything. All right, life. He graduated school at 14. Probably normal. He was a postal worker for his whole life. Adorable. I love that JP Post. Yes. He did work. <laughs> In Korea during World War II as a government communications, after which I wrote oof. But he also probably didn't have a choice in that. Tough beat. Probably didn't have a choice in that. He married his neighbor when he returned home. And he changed his name because her family didn't have a male heir. But I don't think that was like super crazy or feminist or anything. I think it was just a thing that some people did. So he took her name. He took her name Kimura and also changed his first name to Jido Emon. And he retired at 65, because that's when you can retire in Japan. Japan's very interesting. Like, until you retire, like, your life's kind of shitty. You just, like, work, 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 work. But then you get to retire at 65, and you get, like, a really nice pension if you had a good job. You um, basically are forced to retire, too. That's actually true. Yeah, you, you, you must retire. So he retired at 65, farmed until he was 90. Just very Japanese right there. Oh, my God. I have, um, one of my coworkers is retired, um, but he... As teacher, as a teacher, you can still work part time, and he's a part time teacher. But he just like he's gotten su- he retired and just immediately just got into farming, and he's always telling me about his farm and like what he has to do. And he's like, um, he's so into it, it's super cute. And he always brings me like fresh produce. Um, okay, he says the reason that he lived so long is because he eats small portions of food, and he eats until he's eighty percent full and then stops eating, which is a, like a Japanese phrase about how you should eat. But what's really nice about him is that when he died, he had five out of seven of his li- children alive. 
13 out of 14 oh, of his grandchildren God. alive, 25 great-grandchildren, and 15 great-great-grandchildren. Oh, thank God. There are literally... I, my, I know people who work at schools in Japan that have less students at them than this man had fucking offspring. And like, oh my god, that's descendants. crazy. So he he really just like put his sperm out there. Good um, for him. Yeah, let's go back to the pictures, and uh, we do have a video of him. There he is getting the Guinness World Record recognition for being the oldest living person, that. and I have a video of that. In October 2012, he was visited by the Guinness World Records. Oh my god, I, I got freaked out when I saw this video. I was like, why isn't he wearing a mask? <laughs> oh no! 2012. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear him? Did you hear what he said? He said that. He said that in English. Oh my god. One of our most famous, iconic Guinness World Records holders. A real, real honor and pleasure. Oh my god. I don't know. As of today, of 115 years, 117. Just so everyone knows, this was a video of um, I don't know, he was from Australia maybe anyway white guy coming to japan to give this man jiroemon a guinness world record book because i think he was either the third oldest man or he he was he was old he set a record or near a record and it's just like him interacting with him and showing him the book and earlier the gu old guy uh jiroemon mr kimura says thank you in english and it's just it was just really cute and heartwarming i thoroughly enjoyed it the first time i watched this in like the staff room at school i like tearing up a little bit it was so cute he said thank you. Yeah, super cute. Adorable. Adorable. He's and smiling. He's my favorite of the yes! old people. So I too. He was just yeah, he just looked so cheerful. Just like looking at photos of him just like cheered me up. He was so cute. And uh yeah, that's really all I have. I'd like have some tiny thing at the end about the last person to be born in the 1800s, but then I realized that that wasn't that interesting because the last person to be born in the 1800s was literally just someone born at the end of the 1800s who, like, mm -hmm. lived until they were old and they were born in November of the 1800s. I think her name was Emma. Marina. Someday um. people are going to be talking about the last person to be born in 1999. Yep. And it's going to not be me because I was born in 93. The best year of all time. <laughs> so yeah, that's all about the oldest people, not just old people. <laughs> as I, as the I, oldos, as the I like to refer to them. <laughs> oh, God. So, would you want to live to be like 115 years old? No. Yeah, I don't think I would either. I'm not the kind of person where I'm like, oh, just like I believe I mean I want to enjoy life obviously but like I feel like it is torture to watch all the people that you love and care about die yeah yeah entirely and once you get to a certain age like your mobility is really um 
you know, halted. You might just be spending a lot of time in bed. Um, if you're in a nursing home without your family, it could be kind of, you know, lonely. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to live to be that old. I feel like living to be like 100 would be kind of cool, though. So I want to live to be like 102. That's my goal. That would be very cool. I It entirely depends, you know, on how I feel when I get to that age and who's around me. This yeah. This is an entirely different conversation, but I always think about like, well, I guess it depends, you know, I'm, I wonder, I wonder what that life will look like if you don't have kids, right? Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Cause I don't know if I'm going to have kids or not. And I don't Same. have any siblings, so I'm not going to have any like nieces or nephews that are going to take care of me unless I marry someone who has nieces and nephews. And then I don't know if I'm going to marry someone. So <laughs> there's also that. There's also that. Yeah, so I guess the point of this, you know what, if you live in a community and there's some old people who especially mm-hmm. don't have any want to care for them, you know, look out for them. Like, I don't know, even if it's just, you know, showing them, like, a, like, you know, emotional little kindness or just, like, being friendly to them, you know, it could go a long way. Like, we should take care of the old people in the world because one day you're probably going to be an old, you know, in a selfish way, one day you're going to be old and you want someone to be nice to you. Well, yeah, and I actually will say one of the benefits if you can call it that of the pandemic has been that like in the past year I've begun to like call and communicate with my grandparents more often like I regularly call my maternal grandmother and I call my grandparents on my dad's side and and before I I rarely if ever talk to them but now we we talk like not all the time but like probably maybe once a month that's nice yeah, I usually talk to my, my grandmother about once a month. Actually, I really need to call her. All right, and with that, I think we're done. <laughs> but I thoroughly appreciate... Like, I was not expecting this topic. So I am... I do feel like I learned quite a bit. And I think that that last guy was such a sweetie. I know, I'm so happy I saved him till the end. He was so cute. Of course, we'll put links to the pictures and uh, videos probably in the show notes and hopefully on our Instagram or uh, Twitter or both when we put it online. And yeah, I was really happy with how this went. I was a little nervous. I didn't know if it was going to be a good episode, but it really like took a life of its own. Like that beginning part really went in a lot of different interesting directions. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. For sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Well, then see y'all. Everybody have a good day. See you next time on TMI.